0: Hello, it's us again in your ear holes with more embarrassing stories from
1: At Least You Didn't. I'm Annabelle Buckland. I'm Caroline Verdon and we are Disaster Zones. All those terrible, terrible things that happen to us. Uh, That happen to most people, but that you bury and you try to never remember again and forget about ever happened. They are the stories that we like to share, not with just each other, but with you as well. Uh, During the week, we send each other little text messages. At Least You Didn't and then a headline. And then uh, we like to just click record and have a little recording session where we tell each other those terrible tales of woe. We're basically just trying to one-up each other on
0: our disastrous (laughs) lives all the time. We're very competitive, you see. On this week's episode, at least you didn't (laughs) need a topical cream for a second
1: date, make an inappropriate advance on a dog walker or have a very hard start in life. (laughs)
0: At least you didn't. Have a crush
1: on Mick Hucknall.
0: Carpet burn your lady bits. At least you didn't show the coppers your tits.
1: It could be worse.
0: Caroline Verdon, at least you didn't need topical cream for a second date.
1: Yeah, so in the last episode, you said all the best stories happen for me when I started dating Rob. It's like true. when my life got the most the most awkward and embarrassing. It's when we've had uh, some is, of the
0: best stories. It's when yeah. you nearly castrated him. It's when yeah. you injured yourself falling off an amusement arcade horse. You yeah. had you you got caught short and had to go and
1: uh and poo poo in a skip. Just, yep, thank you for the reminder of that one. Um yeah. So, first date with Rob. So we met online like on match.com. And we'd message for ages, and we'd like chatting on the phone for a while. And uh, why mm. are you laughing? Just because
0: I just remembered, I just remembered last week's story when a potato almost killed you. So just laugh. <laughs> oh, I'm glad my near death experience. If, if you haven't listened, uh, if you if for some reason you don't listen in order, you need to go back and listen to last week's episode because Caroline nearly got killed by a potato. Sorry, Caroline. Please do continue <laughs> with the next embarrassing story from the start of your now loving marriage.
1: Okay. So, um so date number 1, um we finally met up and we went out for a drink and I invited Rob back to mine just for another drink. And there was a bit of smooching and then he went home. Don't say smooching. Anyway, That's such a horrible sorry. word. Sorry. Sorry. Anyway, my flatmate at the time, Hannah, um she really fancied a boy and we were both in similar positions where we'd had like one date her date had been weeks previously and it was with someone that she had known for a very long time and they'd been like proper friends for ages anyway after things heated up a bit she then never heard from him again and it's been like two weeks at this point and she's not heard a thing from him and I was like this is so weird because he's in your friendship group like you see each other like this is why is he doing this Like, if he's not interested, just say, I'm not in, like, something else must be going on. I was like, just, just phone him and just say, let's just be adults here. What's the deal? Yeah. So, anyway, she phones him and he says, okay, um, the reason why I've not been in contact is because, you know, when I came round to yours the other week and I had a bit of a rash, it turned out, yeah, it turns out that I had scabies.
0: You what? Scabies. Yeah. Now, isn't that what dogs get?
1: Quite possibly. What In, it is
0: when you get bitten by something and then you start foaming at the mouth.
1: No, that's rabies. <laughs> oh, why? Are you, but yeah, why they call do rhyme?
0: Basically, the same word. <laughs>
1: So seriously, like whoever
0: these... came up with the word for scabies <laughs> or rabies, just name it something that sounds different because that's ridiculous. So he so has scabies. scabies. What
1: yeah, do you get and what it's that? like these these little microscopic, and I'm going to use the word monsters that burrow under your skin, oh. and then they walk. Oh, it's so disgusting, Annabelle. I'd rather and have then rabies. They walk, They, You get a little red mark on your skin, which is where they're like hatching out under your skin. And then they all go for a walk. And then you get lines on your skin where they've basically walked through your skin and you end up covered in dots and lines. Are they laying Um, eggs, Caroline? Scabies. They're laying eggs. They're having babies in your skin. (laughs) Scabies babies. so, So obviously this explained why he hadn't been in contact. He was humiliated. And he said... I think you need to go and get some cream, like just in case you have it. So she came off the phone and she told me, and I was agog. Now, <laughs> I will, I will hold my hands up and say this period of my life was not my best. I, I was not being my best self. Um, I let, I let fear overtake everything. I've never had even a knit. So the idea of something burrowing in my skin fills me with the complete heebie-jeebies. So I started reading how they pass. And you can even pick them up from like a hand towel. And I'm like, well, feasibly he's been in our bathroom and used the toilet and washed his hands on that, dried his hands on the hand towel. And then I could have used it. Rob's been here. Like the date with Rob was like a week afterward, like... Rob's oh been my here. What God, if? God, imagine if you nearly castrated him and gave him scabies. Yeah. What and what if I've given it, Rob like I've been on one date with this guy? What if I've given him scabies? And I was like, do you know what? I'm not going to say anything. I can't say anything. It's too humiliating. I can't say anything. But then what if he comes down with scabies and then I've not seen him for a while and he realises it's because I've given him scabies? And my brain is just going into complete overload. So, <sighs> how Hannah didn't move out immediately, I do not know. Okay. <laughs> So I went to a chemist and I went into one of the little side rooms when you can speak to a chemist. And I said, my flatmate has, and he had scabies. So that was a classic scenario. So I just need some cream. Okay. And I've also seen someone who now I might have passed it on to as well. So can I just have some cream? This cream, Annabelle, was really expensive. It was like eight pounds a tube. And I needed like, you have to put it everywhere, by the way, this cream. So I needed a lot of tubes.
0: Full and what I say, baby
1: treatment. Full body. I mean, yeah. How big's the tube? Not big enough. You need multiples. Is it like a tube like of Sudoka go- size or a tube yes. of like deep heat size? Oh no, it's like in the like a tube of toothpaste. It's in the middle. Okay, okay. Um, but that's not going a long way when you've got to get it in every nook and cranny.
0: Oh, don't. Yeah. Internal scabies.
1: Like, you've just got to, you know, got to get it everywhere.
0: Well, if you so, get
1: scabies in your groin, do exactly, they then lay Annabelle, eggs in In your groin, yes. You've got to, yeah, that's, fold. you've got to. So I am at home living my worst life. This is
0: a lot, by the way. In my I'm bathroom,
1: sorry, spread-eagled, trying to, <laughs> trying to get this cream everywhere. I am so freaked out by this. I get some masking tape and I'm masking tape down the middle of our flat. It gives me the lounge, my bedroom and my ensuite. It gives Hannah the main bathroom, her bedroom and the kitchen. Um, And I say, I'm sorry, Hannah, in case you've got it, I don't want it. You stay on this side of the flat. I stay on the other side of the flat. And I'll be honest, Annabelle, um, it even freaked me out being in the lounge because obviously she'd been in the lounge since... There's no sign at all that she had scabies. However, she had been in the lounge. He'd been in the lounge. What if there were scabies in my sofa? So basically what I did, Annabelle, is I stayed in my bedroom. I avoided her. And I kept saying, I'm sorry, I just have to. I couldn't bear to look at her. I was a terrible... terrible person to live with she's going through all this drama with this boy and all this stress of if she has it and i am being the worst person like i'm reacting in the worst way the worst way um but i couldn't help myself but then i had to make this decision about rob and what i was gonna say and if i was gonna say and it had been maybe three or four days since this had all come out. And I hadn't mentioned to him it, it to him at this point. And I hadn't seen him face to face. we would just been like texting since. But you know, when you just talk about nits, you itch your head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, my whole body. I just felt like everything mm-hmm. was on fire. It's making um, me itch right now. Exactly. I'm
0: honestly itchy.
1: Exactly. I keep so thinking I thought, about scabies eggs. So I thought, I've got to tell him. I've got to tell him that he might have these tiny little monsters burrowing and living in his skin. Now, the the real reason for me telling Rob was selfish, Annabelle, okay? I'm just going to say it. It was selfish. It's because I basically thought, I don't want to get reinfected. If I've ha- put all this cream all over myself multiple times in every bloody place it can possibly go, but he hasn't, and then we, you know, have a little smooch or whatever, I don't want them crawling back across to my face or any other bodily part. So I told him, I told him that technically Hannah didn't have scabies at this point and neither did I, but that there was this possibility. Um, And he wasn't overly phased, but I went to the chemist and the first loving gift that I bought my now husband was four tubes of scabies cream. Anyway, uh, we went on another date, not in the house, obviously. And when the time came that I knew that we were out of that egg period of the scabies but there's no way that they were around and that hannah never had them and i'd never had them the tape came off of the floor um hannah was allowed back in the lounge i could finally talk to her again without wanting to vomit in my mouth um anyway fast forward about two months and rob and i go on another date been on multiple ever since and he says, oh, we're in the car driving along. It's all oh, could you pass in my sunglasses? They're in the, in the glove box. And I open the glove box of his car. No, don't say it. Four, don't say four full tubes. Four full tubes of scabies cream. Like, he never used them.
0: How can you be that calm in the face of a potential scabies crisis exactly, in your body? Exactly,
1: exactly. How can you put me through such a risk? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Um, and he went, look, you were overreacting. There is.
0: How could you put me at the risk of contracting the scabies that I gave you?
1: <laughs> he said, look, you were overreacting. There was no way so selfish. that you had them. Um, and I just thought, in, in the height of your concern over them, the last thing I should be doing is arguing sense with you. So I thought, I'll just take the cream <laughs> do nothing with it
0: (laughs) and that's when you knew this is the man i shall marry because he understands how my brain works this is the man for me (laughs) oh he's just he's just so unfazed by his it's
1: so hot (laughs) at least you didn't make an inappropriate advance on a dog walker
0: yes i did And it was embarrassing. (laughs) The end. (laughs) The end. So I live in a small village and there's basically one main route that you do or I do for my runs and my walks. And I was out on a run And um, there's this kind of like long... It's called the Roman Road and it connects the village that I live in and the next village along. It's just like this big, long, straight track. And there's loads of dog walkers that go up there because you can have the dogs off the lead. They can go in the fields. It's lovely. And there's this particular couple who have this massive pack of huskies. Must be like eight or nine huskies. They're beautiful. Wow! And I would really quite like to make friends with them because I think those dogs are amazing and I just want to talk to them about them. But every time I see them, I'm running instead of walking. And also they, you know, some dog walkers, you get the vibe that they are up for standing and having a chat and then others very much not. These are in the very much not camp. So all okay. I ever really get to do is say, say hello to them. And I'd been on a, on a run this particular day and I had crossed them as I was going out on my run and so said, morning. And, you know, they're like, morning. and We just go about our day. And then on my way back, I was about to see them for the second time. And I'm going to refer back to another caveat that I gave another story recently, which is I don't see many people during the working week, Caroline, and social interaction is still a little bit of a mystery at the moment. And in my head, I was thinking, I can't just say hello again. I've already said that. Get a new phrase, Annabelle. Hello has been done already today. You don't want these people to think you're boring. Then your chances of becoming friends with them and making friends with this pack of Huskies are even slimmer. And I did that thing that I do where I, in my head, practice what I'm going to say before I say it. And then I overthink at what point is, especially when you're approaching somebody on a long straight, there's that kind of decision making process in at what point do you make eye contact? Because you can't keep eye contact the entire time because then it looks like you're you know, heading for them and... You know, it's weird. There's you look like you're you've got some unusual intentions. So you have to be looking all around and then choose when you're going to make eye contact with them, and then you've got to choose when you're going to say the thing that you've just been practicing. What you're going to say. So I've got all of this going on in my mind. I'm a I'm a I'm an overthinker. Okay, and it is a <laughs> curse. It's exhausting being in my brain. And in my head, I was thinking, now what is that? What's that sport where? you kind of like you pass a baton. It almost feels like like a relay. Yes, a relay, a relay team. But I was also thinking it's almost like we're playing like a game of it, like you're it, like tag. Yeah. And as I'm going as I'm approaching them, I'm thinking oh, what I could do is make some kind of comment that refers to the fact that, you know, it's almost like we're in a team a team race and it's, you know, their their turn. I'm saying it over oh, and god. over in my head, over and over
1: in my head. At any point that you said it in your head, did you think it was a good idea?
0: Yeah. Are you? F- all the, yeah. All okay. The, all the times. All the times. Okay. And so I'm running up to them. I'm running up to them, and I'm going to say this fun thing, and they're going to think, "Oh my god, she's such a cool fun runner. We should definitely make friends with her. She could come and look after our huskies." Oh my god. And I just, I get just a few paces in front of them, and then I just go, "Oh, tag team!" <laughs> like in a sex
1: way. Oh my
0: god, and I mean like relay team, but I also I'm thinking it's like we're playing a game of tag but and I just smush them together and suggest an orgy. <laughs> tag team I... <laughs> Oh don't mind if I do. Maybe the dogs can watch. <laughs> no, I
1: don't that's think either much. would have made sense. I think just just to help you with future social interactions, hello again.
0: Okay, Caroline, last one for today's episode. At least you didn't have a terrible start in life.
1: Yes, I feel like this may explain quite a lot. Okay. <laughs> so this isn't really one incident. This is just, you've said a couple of times when we've been recording these about how you've sort of had a picture of my life and a picture of my childhood and a picture of how things must have been. Mm. And... um and you've said, you know, what what was Caroline at university like? What was Caroline at school like? Um, I feel this will give you all you need to know so that you can correctly assess any future situation. Great. So, as a very small child, when I was born, when I arrived on this earth, I had the gingerest hair you could ever possibly imagine, like 100% complete carrot top. It was a massive shock to both my parents. I came out with a full head of hair and it was very, very red. Um My mum, you know, times were tough. My mum used to cut my hair for me and she did, Annabelle. It was the 80s. She did use a bowl and my hair was very thick. So Aww, I had... Sounds
0: beautiful. I, I love red hair I used to get so upset when I was little because my best friend when I was little had the the orangest hair she was the only one in school who had hair like hers and I loved
1: it and I used to get so upset that I didn't have it because I just thought it was amazing don't get me wrong if I had that hair color today I would be thrilled um but as a small child you never really want to be the odd one out Mm -hmm. and I very much was nobody else in my class or my school had bright red hair like Mm me um so it was cut it was cut with a bowl and it was very thick and it was ridiculous also i really liked playing dress up and when i was 3 i decided that I really wanted some high-heeled shoes. Mm -hmm. And we went to a car boot sale, to a tabletop sale at my play group. And somebody was selling a pair of adult high-heeled shoes that were a size one. Now, my feet were nowhere near that big, but they were not horrendously far off. So I was allowed to have these high-heeled shoes to clip-clop around the house in and it was such a treat. And they were green and they had um, gold dusting over the toes and your toes peeped out the bottom. Little kitten heel, loved every single...
0: What taste Uh, little Caroline had?
1: Loved them. And the only rule with them was, do not go up the stairs in them. Mm -hmm. That was the rule. sensible,
0: yeah.
1: Clip-clop around all you like. Do not go up the stairs in them one rule rules are there to be broken Annabelle so I went up the stairs uh in those shoes and as I got to halfway up the stairs obviously I slipped and I fell and I snapped my front teeth out (gasps)
0: baby teeth yeah
1: they baby teeth they just snapped backwards oh um yeah and I lost the front two in a horrible, I can still hear the crack. Oh, God, your horrible story. Can I just say, your
0: stories today have been gruesome. They're...
1: <laughs> Sorry about this.
0: My toes are curling. We're going to have to put a warning so, on this one,
1: I think. <laughs> so, uh, teeth snapped out. So, I now have a ginger bowl cut hair and no front teeth. It gets worse, Annabelle, because uh, about this time, it was decided that I ought to go and have my eyes checked because they thought maybe I wasn't seeing everything that i should be seeing and so i went to the opticians and they went yeah your eyes rubbish so i had to go to the hospital to have my eyes checked because they were seriously just lally. went to the hospital they said yes you need glasses and not only that caroline <laughs> you need an eye patch So I now have the opportunity to purchase some glasses and the ones that I loved, I could only purchase the NHS ones, so they were massive. But the ones that I loved had a Snoopy on the very top of them, like an actual Snoopy, tiny little Snoopy toy who stood up on the top right and left hand corners of of the glasses. Basically like Dame Edna Everidge glasses, but for kids.
0: (laughs) They would have been the ones I'd chosen as well.
1: Well, cut hairdo, no front teeth, eye patch, Dame Edna Everett gla- glasses. Um, and then it comes to three days before I'm due to start school. And I've just about got back into wearing my clip ploppy heels again. I will never wear them going up the stairs. I'm not an idiot anymore. And we'd had some friends come around to, um, to play and it was time for them to go home. And so we went out into the front garden to wave goodbye to them. And we waved goodbye and then wearing these clip-cloppy heels, I went to make a run for it back into the house. Only there is one step at the front of our house and it is a big concrete step. And I ran into it and managed to give the remaining eye that isn't patched a massive bruise. Like I just walloped right into the corner of it. So my first day of school was me starting bowl cut hairdo, Dame glasses, black eye, eye patch, no front teeth. Oh, Caroline. And do you know what the worst thing about this is? I had no front teeth for about three years. I had the eye patch for about three years. There are no photos of that period of my life. None. Not
0: one. Do you know what's also awful is that until you got the glasses, you didn't know how bad your haircut was. (laughs) (laughs) But then it all became clear. At least you didn't.
1: Have a crush on Mick Hucknall. Carpet burn your lady bits. At least you didn't show the coppers your tits. It could be worse. And that's it. That is the end of another jam-packed episode of At Least You Didn't. I've been Caroline Verdon.
0: I've been and still am Annabelle Buckland. Still going that with, uh, still going with that as my catchphrase. It's going to catch on. We're going to get some merch. (laughs) We have got more horrendously embarrassing stories for you next week, including at least you didn't show yourself up in the supermarket, have an unfortunate collision with a cockatiel, or have a really, really weird phobia. How could you put me at the risk? (laughs) of contracting the scabies that I gave you. (laughs)